From Crazy Hood Productions, I'm Jay Havana, and this is Family Ties. Today's episode is about Crazy Hood member Boris, aka Beats in the Hood. Originally from Peru, Boris moved to Kendall at a very young age. The youngest member of CHP, Boris went from being an intern to a Grammy nominated producer. As the future of Crazy Hood, he continues to evolve. Listen close as he shares his story. Always authentic, always crazy. Another day, another dollar, my story to tell. Another failed piss test, I'm back to jail. Jail sales overcrowded with killers and thieves. Putting work, motherfuckers, roll up your sleeves. I'm Com Town representer, I'm letting them know. I keep it hood with a nigga, so hand me my dough. I don't play when it comes to bread or the raps instead. Get the killer motherfucker till his vocals dead. My crazy hood overthrowing, shut up. Shut nigga, up. you see the pistol showing from the CPT. Down with EFN between the beef and the peace. Local line is thin. The real and the fake couple lies get in. Couple of stripper holes where you Who is Boris? And where are you from? Boris, aka Beach in the Hood. This is Peruvian kid, originally from Callao, Peru, but raised here in Miami, in Kendall. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I've been here ever since, man, in the music business with my with my crew, Crazy Hood Productions, just working, doing my thing, and just. Keep this going, man, you know? So how long were you in uh, Peru before you moved to uh, Miami? Um, I moved to Miami in 2001. I was 10, turning 11. Okay. And I came straight to Miami, Kendall. Mm. What kind of music did you hear back in Peru? Back in Peru, I was listening to a lot of salsa you know, a lot of hardcore songs like, you know, Hector Lavoe, Sonora, eh, La Sonora Ponceña, El Gran Combo, Willy Colón, you name it, it's a bunch. Um, would you say that they inspire you today when you're making music? Yes, yes. A lot of that stuff inspired me in my music and, you know, in everything that I'm doing right now. Yes, definitely. Okay. And, you know, through the years... I learned a lot, you know, for that. What was uh one of the first hip hop songs that you heard? Oh, uh, the first hip hop song I ever heard. Well, the first hip hop song, tell you the honest truth, I heard it in in Callao where I was living at. Okay. Because I had a friend of mine that his cousin lived in New York, and when he would come back, he would play these uh, DVDs. Uh, like of like rap concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. So one day I was walking by to to the platform where he lives, and he had the windows open, and I will never forget he was listening to Juvenile back that ass up. Uh, and concert too. So that was the first time I heard. That. I was like, Yo, what is that? He was like, Bro, this is this is you know hip hop, but I didn't I didn't pay attention to it then. You know, I was like, Okay. Cool, you know, and it was in English. I didn't understand nothing, so yeah. I was very young, but I just saw it, you know. I will never forget that. I just saw it, and boom, I walked away. Never saw that ever again until I came to the U.S. Wow, wow. Yeah, man. Do you think um, just hearing the music, for example, the like uh, back that ass up, the music from that, it like really caught your attention. 
aside from what you were seeing? Nah, it did it. It did it. I, ah. I didn't. I didn't know what, what was it like the the the, the rhythm or nothing. They didn't. They didn't caught my attention. Nothing. Nothing at all. Ah, interesting. I was more into. I was more into you know like more dancing salsa. You know like yeah. hardcore stuff. Yeah. So why why did you go from Peru? Why did you move from Peru to Miami? Well, I was never thinking of coming here, but uh, my father won uh, a lottery of visas, and that's how I was able to come here legally as a United States resident. Nice. You know, with the, with the resident. Yeah. And, yeah, years later, I became a citizen. Now I'm an American, both nationalities. That's what's up. So when you get to Miami, um, you had mentioned earlier one of the first uh, music that you would hear was Bob Marley. Right. Bob Marley, man. Yeah, man. I, I was, you know, I didn't know, you know, nothing at that point, you know. And then, you know, my brother would listen to, you know, Spanish. And, you know, they didn't know English either. Uh-huh. They would listen to, like, a lot of Spanish, you know, radio stations where they play salsa, merengue, all that stuff, reggaeton. Mm-hmm. But I was never, I, you know, I'm like, I'm in America, I gotta listen to something, you know, what to hear that here. Yeah. And that was the first thing that I got, uh, you know, introduced to. And not because I asked him to show it to me, it's just, I was happening to be in a car, my cousin put in a CD to hear some music while we was going to a restaurant or something. He started playing the CD, and man, I, that was the time I, was, I fell in love with it. Bob Marley, man. Um, it's my favorite, my favorite artist. One what? of my favorite artists. Sometimes we'll ride out with my cousin in the car, and he will be playing the whole album. The Bob Marley album, right? With the classics, with all the classics. Yeah. Songs. And then from there, about two years later, you know, like two years, two years later, since I was here already. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, so I met Jason through a friend of mine that lived in my complex. His name is uh, Giuseppe. Okay. Giuseppe, uh, I meet him through the neighborhood. We used to play uh, basketball and stuff like that. But I was young, you know. But I, I always. Like I told you, I always hang with older people. Don't right. know why. Right. So then, uh, one day he invites me to a Getty at his house. You know, a get together mm-hmm. at his house, and he invited a bunch of people. Invites me, and then here comes Jason. Walks in, meet him for the first time. Boom, 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 and we started getting you know cool. At the time, you know, he wouldn't understand much what I was saying because my my. My accent was very heavy, you know? Right. And I was still learning, you know? I was in the process of learning how to talk in English. Right. My first language is Spanish, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So, I started meeting him. I started seeing him come around. Like, a couple of times we started playing soccer, so we became real close to the point where he was picking me out every morning to school to go to school together. You know, uh, you know. Once I, I I was done with, I met him when I was in middle school, and he was in high school already. So then, two years later, when I went to high school, I started. I got more close with him because mm. we was at the same. Right. We had we had the same lunch and everything, and then boom, 
she'll take me home after after school and everything. So we got real tight. Yeah. And then and then through him, that's when I meet uh, you know his older brother Richard. Mm. You know Rich. Oh yeah. So yeah. So from Rich, I started. You know. You know. I meet him, and I didn't know about Crazy Eddie. You know. I beat up cool everything. So then one day, Eddie used to call Rich to ask if you know Jason wanted to come out and go through promotions because at the time, you know, Crazy had had all the had all the accounts basically mm-hmm. for Miami with all those labels that you name it, every label you, you think of. Mm-hmm. Right. We was, the, we was the street team for them in Miami. So boom. So then through Jason, I mean Eddie. Eddie Giggs. Shout out to Eddie Giggs, you know. Eddie Giggs. Um, Eddie Giggs, you know. Is, um, I meet him through Jason one day. He goes, yo, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, um, nah, nah, bro, you know, I don't know too many people around, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the time, remember, my accent was very heavy. Mm-hmm. Some of the times he will understand what I was saying. Okay. But I was trying, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, you know, Jason one day, he's like, yo, let's go, let's go do promotions with my boy Eddie. And I said, well, let's go, I'm down. So I went through, I meet Eddie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, he, he started explaining to me what do we have to do, you know, when we get to this place. And I was like, All right, cool, 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 cool. And Jason, you know, will be there with me to make sure, you know, we, we get everything, you know, important. Right. So then, boom, we started doing promotions and bam, I started going in, you know. And, you know, after like the third time or fourth time that I started going with Eddie, he was like, yo, let me get your number. Because every time I was going with Jason, you know, yeah, he yeah. would call Jason and Jason would t- pick me up and we'll ride out. Mm. So after the fourth one, Eddie's like, yo, I like, you know, I like your style. You know, I like how you, how you, how you know, how you move, you know, how you pass on these flies, whatever. It was mm-hmm. CDs. Yeah. We had everything, towels. It was all kinds of stuff. So he was like, yo, let me take your number down. He took my number down and boom. He started calling me directly. Because at a certain point, you know, Jason was like, you know, he was going to do something else. So he started, you know, focusing on something else. Mm. And he kind of like stopped, you know, doing the promotion stuff ready. So basically I stick around. I was there, you know, I was... I stayed there. I was like, Eddie was already hitting me up. So, boom, we started going. And that's how me and Eddie became real tight. Yeah. What? Um, I was, this, this, this guy showed me the whole Miami, bro. Yeah. I've been everywhere through Eddie. And I was very young. Wow. Remind you, I was like, what, like 12, 13? Wow. What did you yeah, learn? Right. Um, what did you learn uh, through Eddie that's uh, helped you out today? You know, we was doing it for for, for the big labels. So mm-hmm. through the years, I was seeing how they were marketing the artists. So you know, through CDs, through you know, through towels, through cuffs, so mm-hmm. through hats, shirts, whatever you name it. You know, right? 
And yeah, I, I learned how to basically. I know I I'm not like a professional, but I know what marketing promotions is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Once I meet Eddie, Eddie, you started working with Eddie more and more every weekend. You know we'll have promotions. So from there, yeah. one day he's like, "Yo, you want to come hang out at the studio? You know where with everybody else with the whole with." with the whole squad, you know, the whole crazy learning. I was like, yeah, why not? Right. And that's how I got brought in. I went, it was my first Wednesday going there. That's how I met him. Um, that's how I met everybody the first time, you know? Okay, okay. So, so Eddie brought me. After we was done doing the job, we went right back to the studio. And that's the first time I met him. Met everybody. So when, um, I mean, you were young, like 15 years old, right? Yeah. So, um, being so young, um, when you were around them, how did you see the crew at such a young age? Oh man, uh, they were my all. Everybody was cool, man. Like, yeah. and I nah, everybody gave me like good vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you 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 know how the person is to stop the you know the beginning. Right. And you know, at the beginning, you know, it was it was a little tough because they were tough on me, you know. Yeah. But that 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 you know teach me how to you know be the person that I am now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like it taught me, you know, to the whole. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but like I said, man, like once I uh, they told me, you know, other than marketing, you know, that it was a label. Mm. And they had Garcia and Heckler, you know, right. as the main two artists. He was the DJ, you know, EFN. Mm-hmm. And Paul was the hype man, and uh, Dre was the producer, you know, Eddie was the marketing guy, man, promoting shit. So, you know, from there, that's how I started, started being around, you know, a whole production team, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not, not just marketing, it's music and management and this and that, you know? Everything. So, um, yeah, man. how long did you do the uh, the promoting for? What, Eddie? Oh, we did it for, we did it until, until the internet, you know, the, the, the MySpace stuff started, mm. you know, got created. Gotcha. Because once that, the social media stuff started, that's it. It was done for marketing, bro. Right. Now people don't. They, there's people that still do it, yeah. But they don't do it as back then. Like back then, it was different. For the time, you know, that I was there, you know. Remember, there's a whole ten years behind me. You know what I'm saying? Of history of how they were doing promotions. Yes. Yeah. I came. I came to the last. I want to say what, like the last four or five years of it. Mm. Before it died, before the, the you know the label started saying, "Yo, this is done." Right. And then you know, remember they got they got fines and everything because yeah. we was we was we was going in yeah. the beach. We was burning and shit. Once Eddie thought we had to like put up posters on the light poles. Mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, I became, you know, I became a master. So he'll take the stack somewhere else and across the street, and then I'll be across the street when another stack putting up posters and the light poles, bro. Wow. 
all the bridge of Miami from oh. downtown to the beach. Wow. Yeah, eighty-one times slid and dropped uh, dropped the full box by mistake because it was heavy, and then you go and walk it up. So I think he turned around to see where I was at or something, and boom, the whole stack fell in the ocean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. Hey, you know, it happens to the best, to the best one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Eddie, 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 Eddie was running the, the streets and, and marketing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's a lot of sure. people that now, at this at this moment, learned off of Eddie and they doing what they doing. You feel mm -hmm. me? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Shout out to Eddie Giggs. Shout out to Eddie Giggs. Um, so when did you get into producing? Was it, uh, while you were still doing the the marketing? No, 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 no. Once the marketing was done, okay. I told myself, I was like, damn, what should I do now? You know, that can, that can bring me into the, you know, the production team. Gotcha. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know, I don't know at the moment. And then, little by little, when I started coming more to the studio, I started see, uh, started watching Dre in the studio. At first, he'll kick me out of the room. But then once we started getting more cool, more cool, then he'll be like, yo, yeah, come through. And then I'll start watching it, you know, or or I'll be in the studio, you know, juiced up a little bit, you know, sweeping here and there, you know? Yeah. Because I was doing my thing, you know, I had to do my... my I had to get my, you know, my early thing so I could, you know, to earn my respect. For sure. So, you know, I, I, so I started watching Dre, and I'm like, damn, I like what he's doing. And then, you know, I always had a good ear for music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, you know what, let me, let me see what's up. But then, I didn't, at that moment, I didn't pay attention to him. Right. Until a few years later, when I started going out, and, you know, say, if you'll take me to... He's taking me to every club in Miami. I don't care. You name every club. Going out with him, that's how I started getting inspired of, you know, the music that I like. You know, and then, boom. From there, um, uh, a friend of mine, actually, no, I'm sorry, um, has, when has started coming around, has it sounds, mm -hmm. started coming around to go do work what I remember with Garcia where he started producing some, some music for Garcia. I see it daily, prom queen graduates the porn scene Wholesome girl turns to a drug fiend Mass media plays they mind so right now She'll do anything for the limelight and me Well I contribute to the evil Vicious in my nature, profit when they turn legal Sequels never that, there's no coming back No solution, retributions don't exist where this is at For the slate clap, to the playback, to the cocaine in the Maybach to the day that she quits, so uh, she, came back. Fucked up she was producing too. So I one day, you know, 
once I started seeing him come more, I asked him, I'm like, yo, what do you used to produce? Like, what do you, what do you used to make music? Uh-huh. And he's the one that put me on to FL Studio, Footy Loops. Right. And then, boom, I was like, oh, all right, cool. At the time, I didn't have no money to buy the program, nothing. Yeah. I was still in school or whatever, and then, um, one of the times he was there, I'm like, yo, I asked him, yo, by any chance, you would have the program on, on the CD or the hard drive or something, you know? And he yeah. was like, yeah, I got it on the CD. So he gave me the CD, the program, I popped it in my computer, and then from there I started like messing around. I didn't, I didn't tell nobody that I was trying to do it, you know? I right. started practicing by myself and the computer, and then I started figuring it out. I didn't ask nobody for help, nothing. Yeah. I just went, put the program, and did it myself. And I learned it from starting to the end, you know, right. adding whatever to the beat. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, that's how from there I started. Mm. And then years, a couple of years later, is when I started telling people, yo, you know, I will go to E to, like, go to parties or meetings. And then, yo, I will tell them, yo, I've started to make beats and stuff. She's like, oh, shit, hi, well, you know, we got to hear some shit. Yeah. And then that's how, you know, it started inspiring me, you know. Then, too, you know, like, then doing music and all that, yeah. I said, man, I got to I gotta do some shit. I got to learn this so I can be able to produce for Heckler Garcia, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, you know, once I see, you know, Drain producing and then Heckler coming with Garcia one night, buy a bottle, get some drinks on it blaze it up and make music, man, that, that inspired me a lot, bro, you know, so I was watching from early on, like, Crazy Hands was showed me, you know what I'm saying, from the mm. beginning, like, how to make a song, you know, I used to see E do drops for, you know, DJs, artists, that they would hit a ball for shit, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, like I said, you know, early on, Dre was doing that, but then... When Haas came in the picture, he became the engineer. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And then he started, you know, producing a lot with Garcia. Mm-hmm. He did some stuff with Hackman, too. And then uh, what album did you uh, first come on board that your production was featured oh, on? Oh, when, you know, at that time, you know, I was, like I told you, practicing in my house, the computer, whatever. Uh-huh. But um, I wasn't really doing nothing at the moment so years later I uh, once I was a little confident about you know my beats mm-hmm. um, I started showing it to people and you know Heckler was one of the first ones to like jump on my tracks right he was the one that said yo he saw me you know the young kid around from the crew he's producing this shit so I kind of inspired him to like want to do some more music and he was like yo let's do this project mm. it's called Life, Life and Entertainment yes by any means necessary I'm a bomb and we gon' get it sunrise to some far I'm just a product of the place where I'm from where only the good die young. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. By any means necessary, I'm about. 
Yeah, but I produce, you know, five for me the whole day. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a train beat and I think two. And there's like uh, the homie Da Vinci from the Gill. Mm. That did a track there too, in that project. So yeah, but you know, that was my first, like my first, you know, Heckler was my first guy to do a track with. Okay. And then from there, you know, everybody else that I started working with. Okay. So what influences your creativity? What influenced my creativity? Mm-hmm. Um, everything, man. Like, me being there in the studio. Like, bro, once I started, I, I started becoming a little cool with these guys. Mm-hmm. I was coming every Wednesdays. I was there, you know. Mm. And then from the beginning, you know, he was like, yo, you know, I know you want to work, do promo, do this. But, you know, if you want to come around here, you got to pay your dues. So you gotta do stuff around here. So I was basically intern, you know, at the beginning. Yeah. I was an intern. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody starts as an intern in school. For sure. So I did it, you know, from the beginning. I wrote with it. I didn't quit on my friends, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they became friends after a while. Every time I would see them, you know? Yeah. On every promotions or Eddie would take me to concerts and we'll see everybody, you know, we'll always meet up. So I started being in the picture more and more and more, and that's how I started to like, you know, earn every single one of the the respect, you know. Mm. Just interacting with, you know, like like I said, man, I had different moments with every single one of them. It's there's, and we're like twelve, twelve of us. Yeah, it's eleven of us or twelve of us. Yeah, from that run. <clears throat> so I had a different moment with every single one of them. So they all, they all catch my vibe from the beginning. And that's why I'm still around, bro. Now it's, these guys are my brothers now. Now it's a whole different story. We tw- It's 2018. When I started, it was, like I said, almost 17 years ago, bro. Like almost uh-huh. 16 to 17. Uh-huh. So look how long it's been. And I'm still with the same guys. I still hang out with the same crew. I like to keep my circle very, you know, tight. I don't, I, you know, if I do have, you know, like a separate little crew that I, you know, mess around with, also like my, like my guys, you know, like my friend, like my boy Nando, yeah. my, you know, my Ecuadorian boys, little big Jopo, mm-hmm. you know, because we're about the same age. So we, we, you know, like I told you, I always hate with dudes older than me since I was a kid, even in Peru. Right. So I was, a, you know, so when I came here, I had to, you know, like make friends, you know. Right. I had some other friends, but so a lot of my high school friends are like, you know, like a lot of them went, you know, on their own, they're doing the thing. Some of them got kids already, so they do yeah. know. And I still keep in touch with them on, on, on you know, social media, or Facebook, whatever. Right. But it's not like these guys that I see practically every day because, you know, I like, you know, I'm working with these guys, you know, people that got talent. So yeah, yeah. I'm just out here, you know, trying to make, make something happen with my, with my dudes, you know. Gotcha. And, you know, just, just keep working, man. The grind don't stop. You're working on a project with Nando Chang. Um, Cholito yeah. Samurai. Yeah. Uh, talk yeah, about that. 
Man, yeah, um, I'm working with with my with my dog Nando right now on his project, which is gonna be uh, coming from now wrong, April 18th. From now wrong, it's coming out. Okay. And I'm excited. I helped him from the beginning to the end because he had already some some songs he did before, but we did Oro, and Oro was made about two three years ago. So that was the first single of the LP. So you know, we just work it, man, and then right. I'm probably practically A and R the whole project as well. Mm, nice, and you produce the entire project as well. No, no, I produce two or three if I'm not wrong. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we he's coming. I got you know I produce the first and second single of the project. Perfect. That's coming out. Okay. Yeah, man. You know, so we just working. Yes, sir. Salito Samurai beats in the hood. We about to take. We gonna take over Peru soon. There Bye. we go. So you were nominated for a Grammy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, twenty sixteen. Um, I got to do some work with my uh, a good friend of mine, which is El Ben from Los Aldeanos. They're a legend in hip hop in Latin America and Cuba, obviously. And friend of ours, you know, connected us, and then uh, from there we started working, and then. Um, the first song I ever made with him, um, he went in on it, he got personal on it, and then and, uh, he put it in uh, his album mm. that he dropped. It's called Loose. Okay. Los Aldeanos called Loose. The, the name of the album, and then, uh, you know, I think, I don't I don't remember how long after the, the album dropped, but uh, yeah, we I got the, the you know, I would have never expect for that to be happen to me, you know, like, what, like four or five years in, in the music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, producing and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So from there, you know, everything, the connection between me and him became so tight. And we got a few songs that's coming this year that we're about to drop. It's on the works. Nice. Getting mixed and master. So, yeah, man, stay tuned to that, you know. But, um, yeah, that was my motivation to keep going. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, yeah, one, one day, do you ever wish you could win a Grammy? Yeah, 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 for sure. I want it. I want to get it. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's why I'm I'm doing, like, I'm still doing rap stuff, but I'm trying to do a little bit of everything, you know, like alternative hip-hop and stuff like that. Yeah. Switch it up a little bit, you know, and yeah, man, you know, that's what, you know, I like to do something different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not to follow what's going on. I, I'm working, I'm working. I got some music coming soon in Peru, too, as well. So, you know, working on a lot of things. And little by little, I started to work on my 
my compilation as well. Perfect. Just so, so um, what have you learned being around Crazy Hood, and how have you applied that when you're working with artists today? Everything that I know, I that that I learn from them. Everything when it comes to promoting a song, promoting an artist, promoting anything, you know, a single. When it comes to that, I learned that from them. Uh, when it comes to producing, I learned from them being in the studio with them. You know, I will stay late night with them just being there in the studio. Yeah. I learned that when it comes to, you know, production side. And then I learned to be the person that I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a lawyer dude. You know, I learned that from them, you know, because they were already friends from way back right I came in a picture way later but I'm still here 16 years later right so man you know they're, they're all my older brothers I but, but like this I see them more than I see my real two blood brothers that live here with me wow. in Miami wow so imagine that even my older brothers that you know I see at home they told me, "Yo, when you gonna, uh, you know, I have, is, you know, my my brothers, both of them work. One of them are just got a, you know, just had a baby, so okay. they're busy guys too. So you know, but eventually, I will bring them. They already met them, you know, when we yeah. did the uh, uh, my my screening for for Peru, you know, coming from Peru. It's on YouTube, you know, you can find it everywhere if you want to stream it and watch it." You're listening to the Family Ties podcast series, A Crazy Hood Story. We also want you to check out Drink Champs and all its affiliated podcasts like Dugged Out Thursdays, A Drug Dealer's Dream, and many more that are being added to the network. So check us out at drinkchamps.com. Also check us out at crazyhood.com. And stay tuned for new episodes of Family Ties dropping every week. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Tell me your experience about uh, filming Hummy Coming Home Peru and what you learn okay, from that. Okay, so yeah, so years later, I'm already crazy hood, you know, working, putting in work with these guys. And then, you know, I start producing and then 20, what was it, 2012, I think, if I'm not wrong, he already did, oh, he already had did um, Coming Home Cuba. Right. And it was crazy to me how he was already had that in mind and how he just went out there as a as a vacation trip, but he said, I'm gonna record this. Yeah. And that was man, that man, that he was he offended the very smart person, man. Like I I learned a lot from him, you know what I'm saying? Like I like to listen, so I like to observe and listen how people do things. So he already had a Cuba, and then after Cuba, you know, did very well. Like, it did actually great. It was a film festivals, and won some stuff, I think. And, man, it was, you know, it was doing good for him. And it was just something that, you know, he just put together. And, man, it was, it, it came out dope, to, you know. I, I like it from the first one to the last one. Right. So then years later, after he did Cuba, he was like, one day he's like, yo, we're going to Peru. And I'm like, man, damn, he, I mean, I would love to go, but right now, you know, 
I don't think I can make it right now. You know, I got, I gotta, you know, do my thing. So you know, so I can be able to make some money or whatever. He was like, No, man, you good? We going? Mm. And bro, he took me 2012 to Peru, and um, that's when I discovered hip hop in Peru. Wow. I didn't know there was, I was from Peru, man. I was born and raised in Peru, but I never knew there was a hip hop scene in Peru. Wow. So then 2012, EFN takes me to Peru, and he already had done his research, and he was like, yo, there's bad hip hop in Peru. You're going to be surprised when you get there. Well, Panther and Ben, exactly like he says. The graffiti art on the walls as soon as you, you come out the, the, the airport. Mm-hmm. And you know where you land is Callao. That's where I'm from. Right. And you know, it's different parts of Callao. So boom. So we started driving to the main, you know, main avenue that will t- that takes you, you know, across to get to Lima. And, um, yeah, man, as soon as we got there, I started seeing graffiti in the walls. That, that first night, we went to, uh, it was like a hip-hop, like a hip-hop battle, you know what I'm saying, uh, in, the, in the plaza in San Miguel. And, man, I will never forget that right there. From right there, that was my first impression of hip-hop, you know? Wow. And I was like, wow, dude, I didn't know it was like this, man. I was very surprised. And, you know... So I started, you know, paying attention to everything, everywhere we was going. Like I said, I'm from over there. Yeah. I have family all over Peru. Wow. You know what I'm saying? All over Lima. Wow. All over Callao. I have family everywhere. I've been everywhere since I was, you know, young until I came down here. I never was even dreaming or thinking of coming here, man, but my father... My my father uh, was lucky that he won a a lottery of visas, so oh. that's how I was able to to come down here. If now you know who wants to come as an immigrant, it's tough, you know, yeah. to be an immigrant on any country. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So so you know, I knew that since I was you know young. Like I told you, I always hang around with older persons, so I was always head of my time when it comes to like how you know the way of thinking the way of acting with people so i always you know my older brothers they're too old you know they're older than me for like about six seven years so mm, okay. you know i always learn from there as well too you know yeah, yeah. so i come from a from a real good family my parents are still together 35 years so, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a good guy, you know, I'm not yeah. a bad person. And I'm a, like I said, if I, if, if you open the door for me, you, you know, I'm going to open the door for you too. So for that's sure. what we did. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm crazy hood, man, until I die for life. That's why, you know, I'm going to rep, I told you, I told you, I'm going to rep the, the company. I know you guys, you know. Are doing your thing. Some of them already with family, with kids, and stuff like that. Yeah. So eventually, I want to take it twenty years longer. You know what I mean? Right. Keep the company going twenty more years, bro. 
so how do you see yourself as the future of Crazy Hood? Nah, man, uh, I feel like, you know, that's, that's, I feel like that's my company. I want to rep it to the end. And eventually, you know, I want to create my, my own company. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm Crazy Hood 100%. Yeah. But eventually, I want to incorporate me to the hood and make that as a company as well so I could just have. And Crazy Hood always going to be involved on everything that I do. Right. No matter what. So... I'm always gonna rip Crazy Hood. To for where I started to now to twenty years later. And I'm gonna keep it going, you know, like I said. I can I could do this for for my entire life, man, you know? Right. And the there's been a few moments where it motivated me and it kept me going for me keep doing this music stuff, man, because if it wasn't for Crazy Hood, like I said, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be working with the people that I'm working with. Right. So, you know, it wouldn't, like I said, I made a lot of the music people, a lot of the music business in Miami that I met through Eddie Kings, EFS, and the rest of the crew, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of respect out there because these guys are legends and they're still doing it and we still rocking, man. We still same. The same amount of friends still the same and still here and helping each other and supporting each other on everything. Right. And I know all of them support me from day one. Yep. And they were all happy, you know, to, to see to see me you know, the evolution through the years. Right. And basically E taking me to Peru, he planted, you know, like he always tells me I wanted to plant the sea, and you know, the sea is growing. He started to see that grow, and which is, you know, me doing a lot of stuff out there, working with a lot of, you know, hip hop artists. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Inca's Mall crew, you know, those are the guys that I'm working with right now. They're my friends, you know, other, you know, other than music, they're very, you know, cool guys. And, you know, I met them on 2012 when EFN took me to Peru. That's how wow. I made the connection. Wow. He put me there, and then I started to meet all these guys from the, from the scene in Peru. And we came real close. We was always kept in touch with each other. And now we business partners, you know, working with these guys. I'm producing, and then, you know, they, you know, moving the music out there. And I'm moving it out here as well. Mm. Yeah, man, you know. How'd you get the uh, uh how'd you get the name Beats in the Hood? Uh EFS gave me that name. My brother from my brother brother gave me that name. You know, once I, I felt like I wanted to do it for you know, serious, you know, take it serious. Uh -huh. Um, I asked E, I was like, E, yo, what what should I you know, what what should I call myself as a producer? And we was thinking, thinking, and boom, that came up in his head, and he gave me that name, and I stuck around with it, and I was like, yo, I like it. Yeah. Beats in the hood, I actually like it, so boom, he gave me that name. And I wrote with it, and you know, my tag, when now, from now on, you start hearing my music out there, you're gonna hear his voice say Beats in the hood. Right. You know, he gave me the name, so I have, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense if I put somebody else, you know. Right, it's true. So I have to put him 
as to my voice, you know what I'm saying, say be to us. So yeah, man, you know, that, that's not a regular friend anymore. Right. That's a, you know, uh, he's, he's a brother to me. Right. What's the difference between making beats and producing? Okay, so I started to make beats, but I was never into like, you know, like not being involved in the writing part, you know, because right. I would let the artist do the thing, you know, like obviously I was working with Heckler. Heckler's a good writer, so I'm not gonna tell him, you know, what to write. Right. So at that point, I wasn't like really saying anything. I was just making beats, showing up to me, but that's it. But then once uh, I started, uh, you know, Eddie used to take me to the studios once, you know, Crazy Hood always had a relationship with Nori before I came in the picture. Okay. Shout out to the homie Nori, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the brother too, you know, that's fab. Right. The you know what I'm saying? So, Eddie started bringing me around at the time Nori had moved to Miami. So, Eddie, you know, started taking me to the studio and Nori used to come to work to the crazy hood lab, you know? Uh-huh. He, uh, so at uh, one point he was living in Kento for a whole year and he was coming to the studio to record. Mm. So once I started coming into the studio with him and started like watching him how to like, like, like write a song right, like fast and come up with ideas fast, uh-huh. I started just to like watch, sit there and watch how he would like, you know, how he would place, you know, I learned how to like, where to place the hook, and you know, you could, you could play with the song, you know, you could start it with the hook, or you could start it with a verse, or you could start it with an intro, or a bridge, whatever, it don't matter. Right. But I, I learned that through him, because I was watching how he would like do the hook first, he'll come up with a hook in two seconds, boom, do it, and then how he'll leave the space open for a 60 bar, you know what I mean? Right. And obviously, I was watching, you know, Has. Has would be on the boards at that time, you know? Uh-huh. So I was, I was sitting there and Then, you know, through all the years, being in the studio, man, that's how I learned it. So once I started uh, working with an artist, I started to, like, you know, like kind of, like, produce the artist as well. Right. Like, you know, especially, you know, some of them, you know, like, when it comes to like, you know, let's say, you know, if I'm working with Bordato, boom, he'll come up with the lyrics because he knows what he's talking about. But, you know, I'll probably give him like an idea of how the flow should be on the beat or something, how, right. how you know, the, the, the music will flow, you know, better. And, and I have good ear for that, you know? Yeah. And I know, you know, the first thing I learned how to, how to, you know, the first thing I learned is how to, like, you know, place my drums. Yeah. And so a lot of the times, that's the hard part. Mm. You know, how to place the drums and certain sounds, you know what I mean? Okay. So, boom, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I learned how to produce through the years, and now I'm doing it more. Now I'm working with, like, you know, shout out to my, my boy, Martin Chan which is, that's not the old chance. Uh, uncle, he's a, a dope producer that does uh, pop, rock, and alternative music. Mm-hmm. And me, me, he in the studio with Nando, and hear his vibe, 
I learned a lot off of him. You know, I learned a little bit, you know, producing, how to produce, you know, like vocals. Like, I can, I can, like, literally hear him play, like, something with his guitar. He's freestyling with the guitar. But if I hear, like, a little four bar or, or you know, like a four bar loop, I like, I told him, stop, do that again, what you just did. He, I will record it with my phone, I'll grab the wave, throw it in my program, and boom, boom, boom. I'll start chopping it up, and then make something out of a, a quick, you know, little idea that just came up. Mm. So, you know, from, I'm a producer, no matter what, even if I'm not writing, because I'm building the melody, I'm building yeah. the, the vibe. Yes. If it's, if it's not for my vibe, for my music, you wouldn't be writing what you're about to write. You understand? Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying. I'm a producer 100% because I'm building the vibe from scratch. So I make the melody, you know. Or I'll have, you know, I involve producers like, you know, shout out to my brother SPK. Mm. I've been, you know, I got a lot of heat with homie. You know what I'm saying? He's a legend as well. You know, got hits, sold platinum records and all that. Right. And he opened the door to me because, you know, he's part of Melatainment. So, Melatainment is the second family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy Head is, is, is my, my, you know, I was, you know, I was born and raised in my music with, you know, Crazy Head. Mm -hmm. But then I started expanding my music with Melatainment too as well. You know, the records I done for Nori. Actually, you know, happy, happy uh, Easter, you know, I did uh, a project two years ago for, for, for uh, actually for, I forget what year, but mm -hmm. a day today he dropped a project where um, I had two tracks on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called Nori Easter. The Nori Easter album. It. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have to try this. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. dope. Uh, so, kind of crazy, right? Life and reality. Talk to them. When you deal with real shit. Real shit, real people. Real problems. Only real things, real life situations. Real problems. Talk real to life. the motherfuckers living real life, man. Real life, man. This ain't no rap. Not them niggas in Disneyland, man. Nah, man, this is real life. Yeah. Talk to them. I'm all alone in this world. I feel like it's sometimes. Yes. Stop the violence. Stop the violence. Stop the violence. Fuck hardcore drugs. Fuck that, Fuck that hardcore drugs. We ain't with that shit. What we doing? What we doing? Only thing mm. we wanna do. You know, so once I start, you know, Lori Gaines started giving me the opportunity to work, and you know, he was one of the first guys too, like to to get some of my joints, and he was very surprised, you know, that I was I was doing my thing, man. He liked it, what I was doing, and that's why, to this day, you know, he asked me to send him stuff, you know, and that's, I, that's what we do. That's good. So what does loyalty mean to you? Loyalty means a lot to me, man. Loyalty is what Crazy Head has given me for the, all these years, and that's why I'm super loyal to them, because loyal means a lot to me, you know what I'm saying? The friendship, that will, now it's family, like we, it's everything, you know what I'm saying? Like what they done for me, what they, what they put in my pocket, you know, what they done, everything for, 
going around places from everything. Everything means a lot to me. Right. So that's loyalty means that to me, you know, like well, the, the love that they showed me from day one. Right. They kept it real with me for for day one, you know, and I yeah. kept it real too. And that's why I'm still around. Exactly. And I'm the, the youngest guy of the crew. Yep. Yeah, you are. So, you know, it makes it a little special, you know what I mean? For sure. I'm the young, the young G. Like, you know, he knows. Yeah. He's, he, he, he knows what's up, you know. So what are your thoughts what on the crew today and moving forward? Man, the crew, man, is doing very well, man. We're doing good. You know, my boy E is doing real good with, with the drink chat stuff. We're doing good, man. And, you know, we they, we doing the company home series. He's, you know, EFS he, he ready to get, uh, he's ready to drop Columbia soon. Mm-hmm. We don't know with who yet, but I'm sure he's going to start to do uh, the, 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 the private screen and stuff like that. But yeah, man, he's getting ready to start. Showing his uh, a new baby friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, shout, shout, shout out to the dog, DJ EFN, Everett, you know, because he's, he's going to be a father, man. So that's a blessing as well from, you know, that's God, man, you know. Yeah. Blessing the whole family. Yes. You know what I'm saying? This is his first child, so I'm sure he's super excited and happy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we all happy for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah we are. The first time I met E, it was a South Beach. It was at his. He had his. He had his. Uh, his studio office in South Beach on Seventh and Washington. He used to call South Beach Records. Mm-hmm. He was. He was at that moment. He was at the the A and R for the label. So, hey, you know the head of marketing as well, because right. he was doing marketing, you know? And yeah, the first time I met him, he got mad at me because he thought I ate a sandwich that someone else ate it. So he thought I ate his sandwich. Uh-huh. So he was blaming on me. <laughs> That's how I met him. He was screaming and everything. And I was like, what the fuck? What happened? Right. And you know, the sandwich that we already was in my stomach, the one I ate it was mine, you know? Right. But someone else ate his. So my mistake, he thought it was me. And he was trying to blame it on me. But no. Years later, you know, not years, like, I think months later, he finds out that it was someone else that ate it. And he, was, he apologized. Wow. And yeah, man, from there, you know, we became real close, man. Your friend's like an older brother than me, bro. Like, he's my mentor, you know? Yeah. He helped me a lot. He's given me my, my opportunities to produce for bigger artists, you know, as well. And gave me my name, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I, 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 I give thanks a lot. And, you know, I, I respect this guy a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I learned a lot from him. In our next episode, we meet another member of the Crazy Hood family, Garcia. A fierce MC with incredible lyrical skill, Garcia can paint a picture with his lyrics and his vision, as he learned from some of the best directors in film to become a respected director himself. 
tune in and listen to his crazy hood story. New episodes of Family Ties come out weekly. Family Ties is a Crazy Hood production. This episode was produced by DJ EFN and myself, Jay Havana. Our theme music is titled Southwest by DJ EFN featuring MC8, Blue, and Cam with production by The Guild. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps new people find out about the show. Also, check us out on Audio Boom and CrazyHood.com. Always authentic. Always crazy.